Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, DJs and DJs of the future. This episode of the podcast is supported by And Soda, a brand new, refreshing, sugar-free, sweetener-free and gluten-free vodka-based alcoholic beverage. Flavours include Florida Orange, British Raspberry and my personal favourite, Mexican Lime. Serve chilled and enjoy. Check them out on And Soda across all socials. You can find more episodes of this podcast, including chats with James Hype, Night Funk, Nathan C, Tim from the Utah Saints, and many, so many more. You can check them out on iTunes, Spotify, and now, including this very episode on YouTube for the full full video experience simply search felix lighter in the house or visit youtube.com forward slash dj felix lighter and don't forget to subscribe we've got some wicked guests coming up in this episode of the podcast i speak to my old mate ben hemsley he was on the podcast earlier this year giving a full story behind his life in music if you haven't heard it what have you been doing go back and check it out Anyway, today we chatted about pandemic production, his recent releases, including a monster EP on Patrick Toppin's Trick label, a remix for Gorgon City and a Caress Me follow up on Repopulate Mars. Ben is destined for huge things in the years ahead and he deserves nothing less. It's always a pleasure to chat with him. So let's get into it. Felix Leiter's in the house. The podcast about DJs, what they do, and who they are. Ben Hemsley, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, man? Hi, mate. I'm not bad. How are you? Uh, I'm Bella, son. Uh, I just, if I'm going to stick a link uh, up there or down there to our chat back in March. Fuck me, that seems a long time ago. <laughs> Hell, that was uh, that was literally just before lockdown. It was not February you actually recorded it. I think it was like yeah, because obviously we had that show coming up that we had booked in, um, like that you were oh, going to yeah, c- yeah. come down and headline. You had like a yeah. really busy like I think it was like a bank holiday, wasn't it? Like you had a really busy bank holiday weekend. I'll link to that chat like above or below or something. Yeah. Now you can go and check it out on iTunes. But yeah, man, it just seems like a different yeah. world, like. I came to your studio that you're in now. We've got all cosy and uh, and we chatted about like how you kind of got into it, like the all the struggles, like the hours and hours and hours of learning your craft and and all that. Uh, and it was and it was shaping up to be like an amazing summer, an amazing year. Well, that changed quickly. When we got to that, that I think it all changed. I remember them that busy bank holiday weekend you were on about uh, four gigs. And I just seen them like I got, got rang by my manager. I was like, "All right, you want to pull this? They're they're gonna pull this event." And this is before like the rules even came in place. But it was like when everyone was like, everyone was like trying to do their part to help stop the virus. So it wasn't like yeah. the government telling places to shut. It yeah. was the clubs going right. We don't feel right putting the event on. So I was like, "All oh, right, that's cancelled." And then the next day, all of them were gone. And then about a month later, everything I had planned for the year was gone. So I was like, "What the fuck has just happened?" Yeah, mental mate. It was it was bonk because I remember we had like I think. I think it must have been the week I spoke to you and we had Louis Dunmore book to do like the Saturday night and like and I think yeah and I think uh, Boris came on TV and just fucking gave it the uh, gave it the oh, fucking cl- cl- the clamp as and that <laughs> we were done but um, so yeah so I wanted to ask you I wanted to ask you like what you've done then I mean obviously we've been in touch over like DMs and stuff and and like yeah. we'll talk about the releases 
like the, uh, some have come out in lockdown, but how have you found it? Like, have you been busier in the studio? Have you been quieter? Have you been more motivated? Have you been less motivated? Like, how have you found the last seven, eight months? I, I really, like, I, I do, like, count my blessings here. Like, I've, like last year, or even when I talked to you, I, I, like, I, I was, like, making so many genres and, like, I was just having fun with music. But more, lately, I've, like, especially, like, in the summer, I, like, found one specific route that I'm really happy with, just continuing to do that. And, like, the one genre, I would say. And I, I don't even know what it is, and I'm, like, so proud that I've, like, developed, like, this new sound and, like... It'll be coming out next year, like all these records I've made. They're like nice. fucking borderline trance or something. It's mental. Nice. It's like proper beef at like 90s, like early 2000 trance anyways. But it's like, I okay. absolutely love it and I'm so proud of it. But I was more motivated at the start of lockdown and in, in the middle of lockdown. And even like two months, uh, three months ago, I was like proper, I was making tunes every day. But now I think, obviously my work hasn't changed. So I'm still in the studio every day, like I would have been anyways. Maybe I miss out playing on weekends, but I just replaced that studio time. But now I'm like, I don't know how to explain it. Like it's starting to get to me that no one else's life's normal. So yeah. I don't know if it's subconsciously making me feel not normal. Like so, I feel like I'm not in like a good working routine at the minute. Like I can't okay. focus because everyone else is like, like every everyone else's life sucks. So it's like subconsciously I know something's not right even though it's not affecting me no I can totally feel that man I also think that I've sort of been self-analyzing myself a bit this week as well and I also yeah. think those dark nights sort of just unconsciously oh, change yeah. something for you like even yesterday like me and Maitland were having a wicked day in the studio really vibing off stuff like getting things done and then like came out at like at like six and it's just pitch black and you're like what the I fuck's just happened <laughs> I, especially if I wake up late, like say I have a late night in the studio, not because I'm not that like, little tramp who lies in bed all day, but <laughs> if I'm in the studio at like four o'clock in the morning, then I like I did I didn't get up till twelve. I'll come in this studio where there's no fucking window. Exactly. And then I'll be, I'll make tunes for three hours. I walk outside, it's pitch black. I'll be like, for fuck's sake, what the yeah. fuck? Sorry, I missed out that vital bit of information. Most music studios don't have windows in them. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's it. Like you're going, like me and Metton went in and then like you sort of lose track of time. And especially yesterday, we were right. really vibing on something and you lose track of time and you come yeah. out and you're like, feels like fucking one in the morning. Like it's what's gone oh, on. Um, I think like has the eye that's messed with my head like for and you, and you as well, like, especially with with where you were, I mean, you were you were chatting, it's really interesting you were talking about that new sound, because when we chatted the last time, I think it was on the podcast, but you were chatting about certain labels you were going down, like, maybe it was after the podcast, yeah. but you were playing some stuff to me, and you were like, I don't know if this is the route I want to go, but, like, it's great to hear yeah. you going, like, yeah, I've, like, I've fucking zoned in, and I'm, like, uh, and I'm onto like, something. I've made it, it, but it's. I think well, I haven't pissed him off because he's like he doesn't want us to put anything out. He doesn't want us to put anything out. I don't. I don't want to put out. But like I've actually dropped releases next year. Like I've had to go. Like this, these labels were chasing us, and they were like, "Oh, we need the pre-masters," which is obviously what you sent to a label to get mastered. Yeah. So it gets ready for just in case anyone doesn't know. But I, I went. I had to ring me manager earlier this week, <clears throat> and I went. Yeah, mate, you're not gonna like this because he's been like telling them to hold on while I sort out other shit. I was like, <laughs> there's like three tunes I'm gonna drop, and he's like, oh shit, you kidding us? And I'm like, nah, I need to get rid of them because it's not what I'm about. And I feel like my pro productions progressed a lot since I made them. Like some of the records that were gonna come out were like two years old. I think so this, I like, think mm. it's, it's also to do with the way that you're 
you're moving through the industry so rapidly? Because I mean, I feel like that now. Like I was, I I started a record probably at the back end of last year. I, start, I stopped working right. on it when the pandemic came in because it was just all sorts going on in my head and I didn't know what was happening and, like, you know, all kinds of stuff going on. Then we revisited it, we finished it. Like, it's currently, like, someone's interested in it, but I'm like, I don't even know if I want to release it because it doesn't match with yeah. the stuff that I'm making now. Like, I got a load of vocals done for, like, disco-y vibes in the summer because it was, like, it was light. It was, like, I was oh, out okay. in the sun and I was, like, discos. I was listening <laughs> to a load of disco. So then we started making disco and then like now we've gone off on this total other tip because we've gone a bit like it's darker we're going a bit cooler and then uh-huh. so, suddenly like i don't know if i want to release that so my point was was that you were in this place like maybe a year ago especially like we'll go back to like caress me where you were like you were in the studio you're like you made the track and then you just put it on soundcloud and that happens in like a week and then yeah. it blows up because people are connecting so quickly with your sound, like in your head, you're like, this is my sound. You make it, yeah. you put it on SoundCloud, people are buzzing off it. Then because we're not in a pandemic, people are playing it in clubs. Then like Bibi or Lee Foss hit is, is hitting you up about it. Then it's getting uh-huh. blown up and then like they're releasing it quick. Whereas now we're in a different world where no one's playing shit in fucking clubs and... The, the release schedules, because you're on really good labels now, are like stretching out longer and longer. There's loads yeah. of DJs who've been saving up tunes because of the pandemic. So like, I know now that like, you're looking at maybe it's even a March, April, May release date now for something like... And, uh, fucking, it's, um, it's like, like the Trick EP, for example. That, uh, that's fucking... I love the EP and I'm so proud of it and I think every tune's different but like I would not want to fucking sit in my house and put that like while I'm put put that on while I'm doing my ironing or something <laughs> I, fucking... <laughs> I love the idea like... of you doing ironing <laughs> <laughs> not that I do ironing my mum does me ironing fucking absolutely full of shit about that but um... <laughs> like imagine putting that on in the house I couldn't personally I know people do and people like listen to like Adam Bian shit like through the day I, I just couldn't yeah the songs I've been making in lockdown are like proper song songs like yeah. I've been I've worked with songwriters I just wrote a track of Hayley May and uh, DJ Ray they're absolutely that was like my first proper session as well nice. like we did it over Zoom but like within yeah. like two hours we wrote this like a massive like it sounds like a hit but like I, I really enjoying that side of like not just sampling stuff like getting in and writing original stuff I love that now that's my new mate, favourite thing mate that's wicked and I think me, me stuff that I've been making is like proper influenced by me missing the fuck out of a beefer like, I really want to go with Bifa, and I obviously didn't get a goal this year. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I was saying to you, like, earlier, like, uh, the tracks all sound like they're from, like, early 2000s, late 90s. But, like, a modern twist. Mate, I'm puzzled. Well, well, let's... I know you just... I know you mentioned you might not listen to it while your mum was doing the ironing, but let's let's just talk through that trick EP. Like, obviously, King of Darkness with, with Daddy Dino. Tell us... I mean, talk yeah. us through the four tracks. Um, please play by Shields... <laughs> Shields Puzzy uh, and and Blot. Like, just talk us through like when you made them, um, what the what you were thinking about. I mean, if you don't have to talk about all four of them, if you want, but I mean, pick out a couple if you want. But like, it'd be I think it'd be super interesting for people who are listening to them now to get like a kind of a different take on them. So like, you know, where did yeah. you make them? Like, where did you make them? Was it that studio? Was it in town? Like, you know, like, did you make them after a night out? What was going on in your head? Like, you know, just talk about maybe pick one or two of them and, and give us a bit of a rundown. Well, I'll probably pick all four because I've uh, I written all four in one week or right. like five days or something. 
So like, uh, they're, they're not like songs where you would have to heavily concentrate. They were just full on techno club fucking house record, like tech house records. Like where I just could go in and I turned all my synths on and I was like, that's a fucking weird noise. I'll use that. So uh, I I wish I could go into more detail about the writing side of the records, but I, because it happened so quick, I, I can't really remember that week. And I didn't actually think that much of the records when I wrote them. So it wasn't like, I remember making some records because I think I remember how buzzing I was with them. But I wasn't that buzzing with these straight away. Please play a boy, I was. I, like, I love that. And I love this. I've already, always loved that sample. But their records, anyways, I sent them at the end of the week of making them. And I didn't actually think he was going to like them. I said, I don't think these are your, this is your style. But can you give me some feedback on these? And uh, Patrick, who I was on about, obviously, replied saying, Mate, all four of these are banging. Can we put them on an EP? So I was like, we've been trying to get something right for Trek by ages, me and Patrick. And then I didn't expect them to like these ones. So when he sent that, I was like, fuck. <laughs> so like, I was I was in an apartment living with my mate Shaquille, who you know, obviously. Yeah. And me girlfriend at the time. So I ran through to the kitchen. I was like, you never guess fucking what? Patrick's just signed these four records. Or wants to, anyways. And I was absolutely buzzing. And then... That was actually October last year. That was gonna. That was gonna be my question. So, it's, so it's all. So it's actually further than a year ago. Like that, you made them, and then Evie even said that you wanted to sign them. And that's just how long it takes. Yeah. Well, it wasn't anything to do with samples, but like Patrick had a lot lined up in yeah. Trick. So obviously, you get put on the schedule, and then obviously just got them out. I'm buzzing for like. I'm oh, really mate, and, and you're smashing it. Who's just dropped some pure? pure love on it who's been supporting it like like just just give us some like some names how's it doing in the charts just give us some big up big ups pr for it what time is it oh i can't even check the charts today uh, what <laughs> yeah because the update about the update about 1 p.m or something don't they on beat part yeah yeah i think it is uh i think i'm 16 in techno and the other three are all in the uh, top 100 tech house i think one's above 50 and the other two were like 80 90 but the support wise is a uh, Who's supporting? <laughs> uh, obviously, Patrick. This is shit. That, that's on the dick. No, didn't, um, didn't, didn't, no, didn't Pete Tong play it? Oh, Danny Howard. Danny Howard. Uh, Danny Howard. I've, I've got the promo sheet back. There's people like Camel Fat, Rebuke. Um, what's his name? Shit. I love Mate, him as well. Kyle Von Stroke. I was going to say, I'm <laughs> sure it's easier to fucking tell people, tell who's not supporting it than who is supporting it. But I mean, the other stuff that's come out over over lockdown, obviously you had, you sort of, was it your follow-up on Repopulate Mars, Blind? Did that come out like, did that come out in lockdown? Yeah, that came out on August, I. Well, that wasn't lockdown, lockdown, but it was, it's still shit, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so Blind came out in August. And that was quite hard. It's a Mariah Carey sample. Yeah. So that was pretty so hard. Talk us through, so, so talk us quickly through the story. So if someone, again, is listening to this and they don't really understand, talk us through, like, the process. So where did you get, did you get a Mariah Carey, like, sample, like an acapella or something, or did you get it resung yeah. before you even started working with it? Uh, and then what's the process for getting it cleared? Like, how did it happen? Was it you? Was it your label? How long did it take? Um, well, actually, what the, what did I do again? I made, I made this original with the acapella. Like, oh, I so you found an like, acapella with like, You found an yeah, acapella. Yeah, I would never work with a re from scratch, just in case you never know you're going to get the, even the publishing cleared. Yeah. 
So I got I worked with you at a fella. I can't remember if this is the way it works. Calvin Harris played it, and then I think Lee might have commented on the video saying, "Send me this." So I sent. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lee was like come and put this out on Repopulate Mars and I, I thought yeah that's, uh, that sounds absolutely perfect to me because it has that crest me sort of sound in a way yeah. like a vocal and a weird little bass thing and I thought it was a perfect like, follow up on Repopulate Mars and we got it sorted but in the background of that it wasn't actually the label because I think Harry knew a lot of labels were going to be interested in it Harry's my manager sorry Yeah. and he was um, he was working in the background of getting the cleared and he's like, it took ages because it's Mariah Carey's camp was like taking ages to get back to us. Yeah. And then he, he messaged one day and I, I didn't know how, what he was doing. But he got it cleared anyways. And then we got, like, well, he got the publishing cleared, not the master. So we got someone else to redo to, the vocal. To, to re-sing it. And how much, can yeah. you remember how much publishing you kept, retained for it? Or was it, did they just, did they oh. fucking nick it all? No, they didn't take it all. I don't all right, cool. So, you, so you've got a bit of publishing on the record. That's yeah. cool. It's not, it's not like I used like all of the acapella either. No. <clears throat> it was like, just how many words? Like 12 words? So it was like, I, I don't think they did. I don't know. I need to check that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go on PRS after we've had this chat. Um, yeah. what, what was there? And then the Gorgon City remix, like, tell us a little bit about oh, that, like how it came about and, and, and how you found doing that. Well, my manager had been talking to one of the A&Rs from AMI and Positiva and they were like, oh, we really like Ben's music and stuff. And uh, <clears throat> the A&R got in touch with my manager and was like, we want Ben to have a shot at remixing the new Gorgon City single. And I heard it and I was like, oh, this is an absolute class tune. I'd already heard it on, like, uh, I'd heard it before. I was like, oh, this is mint. And then I was like, I definitely could think and do something of that. So anyways, you know how you get given a deadline for a remix? I was like, I'm definitely going to be able to do something like that. Get us the parts, get us the parts. And my manager sent us the parts. And I had like two weeks to do the remix. And I spent every day in the studio trying to think of something good. There's about 50 <laughs> remixes. on a bit, mind. <laughs> 50 shit remixes I did of it. And I was like, oh my God, I've got one day to get something good to them. And on the night before the morning I was meant to hand it in, I made that. So I had I'd literally was one night that I saved us. Is there, is there many, if, have you done, obviously you've done like, I mean, edits, bootlegs, however you want to call them. I mean, even, I guess you could term something like Caress Me as, a, as an edit or a bootleg. Obviously it got an official release and it smashed it. But what I mean is, I know you've done stuff like that before. Is that the first like official, like sort of big label remix that you've done with, with Stems? Uh, it's the first major remix. Yeah. I, I did one for Domsky on it, Insomniac. I think was it in somewhere? Yeah, because because for yeah, people that again for people that might be listening who who aren't fully aware, like when Ben says stems, like when you do a remix, you tend to get sent like like parts or stems for the record. So you might get like the kick drum, like the drums, the percussion. You might get like synth lines, instruments, vocals, yeah. um, FX, and you get them in sort of depending on how detailed it is. Obviously, these changes, but you get like sort of parts. <laughs> um, oh, like what's your kind of what are you trying to achieve with the remix? Are you trying to put your spin on the record? Are you trying to make it more playable in your sets? Are you trying to make it like a totally different record? Are you trying to tweak it? Like when, when you sat down, obviously you said you had those two weeks. What's your general like mindset when you try to create that remix for Gorgon City? If I, made, if I knew that, I would have made the remix a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I didn't have a clue. So, like, I, I, I've done remixes before. I've even done them, like, as I was, like, first started making music. Like, I was doing them for bands. Yeah. And, like, stuff, like, local bands. So, I was, like, obviously, it wasn't, like, working with stems, like, made a struggle. Like, I, I'm sound with that. Yeah. It was the, what do I want to do with this record? Because I did like the original, and I like the vocal. And I was, like, trying to put, like, their synths in as well to keep it, like, more familiar. And then I've got like, this little Moog Sub 37 here. And I just start playing that melody that comes in on the drop on there and that was it and i was like that's it and i i I thought i made it sound like a new song which i think is i think is a lot of people's aims have you found it hard like it's one thing that i think i've actually massively benefited from actually i've mentioned it on the podcast before which is like not not having gigs like i know that sounds mental but like on a i've really missed gigs and i've really missed like everything to do with like going to gigs and, and playing at them but i mean like from a production side of side of things it's it's i feel like it's freed me up to make different kinds of music instead of trying to make records that i'm going to play on saturday um and like and i've also felt like i've rushed stuff because i've been like i've got to have it ready to play on saturday like i need to get it done like whereas yeah. like now i've over the last five months or so i've got like loads of projects going on like they're all kind of running concurrently with stuff i'm getting vocals done and like the stuff that i'm making is stuff that i've never made before has it impacted you not having gigs to test records at has it impacted you on not having gigs to get like gauge feedback or like is it has it changed what you make because you're not making stuff to play like at this certain gig or has it just not affected you at all production wise no it's not affected us because like i didn't play for so long while i was making records yeah so i mean so i, I was I'm, I'm more used to like not having feedback and not being able to play them out <laughs> than i am being able to play them out so to me it's no different and which i'm so i'm sort of lucky for because it doesn't like affect me workflow if you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. nah, I'm still sound with it, mate. Nice. Like, I, how, I don't say if I like it. <laughs> how was your, uh, talk us through your, uh, your, your Patrick Topping photo shoot on, uh, on the fish key yesterday? I, I was in, was it yesterday? When did you do those photos? Did you, did you do them with Morgan? No, it, it was before lockdown. No way. Those photographs that you put out, like, yeah. yesterday. No, no, not before, like, not before Corona. Oh, right. It was before we got put. Like just like new just, restrictions right okay just why and uh i was it was good it was just like a catch-up really it was like a lot, a lot of the pictures are just me and patrick chatting because we're like stand there wait for the pictures for two seconds and then like we just start chatting but it was good like because i haven't seen them mate i'm seeing them in a uh, I, I don't think i've seen them this year jesus because obviously i'd normally maybe see them like because you, you normally you'd normally be hanging out of a dj booth somewhere wouldn't you <laughs> Exactly, but no, uh, nah, I, like I haven't seen him this year, yeah, I definitely haven't, and uh, I was just cast to catch up, and he was telling us about what he's got coming, and I was telling him about what I've been doing, and I was absolutely so, meant. So obviously you can't drop any Patrick Topping uh, reveals, I wouldn't ask you to do that, but what can you yeah. What can you drop about, um, what can you talk about, stuff that, that you've got coming, like if people are, are buzzing with the um, Tricky EP, obviously, and they're like, what is there anything that you can talk about release wise that's coming up like starting next year or anything else? I'm not asking you to drop yourself into trouble by the way, but it's just if there's anything you can talk about or any projects you've got coming up that are confirmed. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got this release coming out on Ministry of Sound in January. It was meant to be August. Remember I, I told you yeah, on the last yeah. we pushed it back due to like some issues. And me being a little bit of a 
what do you call it when you like like I was trying to perfect my master perfectionist yeah I'm master now but anyways um that now comes out in January and I think that's going to be my biggest tune yeah amazing like it's I absolutely love it like I've heard I keep I listen to it every day and I'm still not sick of it can you tell us so, the title it's called Fruit of You Oh yes, mate. I remember you playing me. It was uh, it was awesome. Oh, you, uh, and you've yeah. so you've actually have ministry let you well not let you but ministry you're mastering your record that's coming out on ministry and that will be the version oh, that's heard. Well, no, oh, wait, I'll tell you. We've got two versions at a minute. One's myself master. One's the engineer's master. And okay. we're like trying to find the in between. Send us like, a. <laughs> Who's uh, and who have who have ministry used? Which engineer have ministry used? Oh, I'm not sure. All right, cool. I'll find out the name. I just keep like I get sent it from the uh, engineer. It's the A and R who sends me it back. Nice one. Um, so right, mate. I'm gonna do. I think. I think I've done some um, since I spoke to you. Because obviously, like before lockdown, I used to do the whole reason this was called like Felix Sider in the house was because it was either I went to someone's house or they came to my house. Um, and then obviously we've we've had fucking lockdown and i was like so I was obviously sat there at home like like I, I think a lot of djs were um basically going like this is the worst thing ever you've ruined my life like i can't dj and i've got like can't socialize and this is the end of the world and then i was like stop being funny and start doing podcasts on on fucking zoom or something or skype you know what i mean like so i've started doing them on skype and since i think i've done one with you i've developed like a couple of other features um, and what I'm going to do with you, I think we did the dream gig thing with you um, last time. So go and check that out in the previous podcast. But I'm just going to do a couple of um, just going to do a couple of quick fire questions that I've been doing on the podcast just to close things out. Like give us I mean, I call them quick fire. It's a short episode. So I'll answer as long as or short as you want. But they're just a bit of fun. Do you know what I mean? To finish it off with. Yeah. Um, so if you got. An email from your agent or your manager and it was like, This is your booking. Obviously we'll post we'll post Rona now and uh and they sent you a line up like wherever it might be, I don't know, Ibiza or digital or whatever, and then they saw that you were going on after someone and you were like, Oh fuck, I do not fancy going on after them. That is gonna be brutal. Like that is gonna be really hard work. Or is there a DJ that you'd feel like that? Or are you just such a G that you'd be like, nah, I can boss it, it doesn't bother me. What you what you're saying? Yeah, there is a few people. Yeah, <laughs> just people. Give, give us one. <laughs> I would like, I would like not being an arse like yeah, and I've just released on these shields lad. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to go on after Patrick. No, I don't think anyone uh, would mate. <laughs> no. Especially if he's finishing in the keen again or something. I wouldn't want to go on after. But um no, just because he's so like versatile and he plays whatever and he knows how to fucking get the crowd going. Sorry, I'm just gonna close this window to the miners. Um also scream. I wouldn't like to go on after him. He's absolutely class. One of the best sets I've ever seen was him and Sang. He's in the beefer. Uh, Jack Master as well. I wouldn't want to go on after him. To be fair, I mean, uh, I think like, they, they are all phenomenally solid dancers. However, I will put a caveat on that, which is, I think after I've got a, I've got a, I've got a premonition that after Rona, Mr. Topping's going to do some sort of event at digital and sell it out in about three seconds. And I imagine that if he yeah. did introduce you into that booth for the last half an hour, I think you'd do just fine, mate. So, but I think they are, they're solid answers, but I think especially on your home turf, do you know what I mean? And if uh, big, uh, big Patty T introduced you for the last half an hour, I think you'd boss it. Um, first club that you ever went to, like, you might not have been 18, but I want like a... You, I want... You, you, were first, you were the first age I've seen. You were uh, in Denji. 
There you Marvel. go. Well, that'll do. Stop speaking. That answer's fine <laughs> for me. Um, have you got a track that influenced you the most? Like, have you got something that, um, yeah, have you just got a track that kind of influenced you the most, like, growing up or through your production or... I guess not, I mean DJ wise, but like you said, you weren't doing loads of DJing. But just a track that's that's interested, that's really influenced you over the years. Cosmic Gate Firewire. <laughs> For some reason, the other day I have that like musical Tourette, and I just heard like on the TV someone the news someone just said fire, and I just went wire. <laughs> that's like, that's like literally yesterday. Um, right, favorite club um, that you've ever played at? Oh. Oh god, that's a good one. Shit, I'm gonna go Digi again. Perfect answer for just, me. We'll leave it just there. Just because I got like, I got when I was going, I always wanted to play there. And I did get a chance to play there, and it's always just so rushed to play where like so many of your mates can come and like because it, you know, and you've done these gigs, so you know what it's like. Like Turin's mint and like I love turning up to other clubs. I love yeah. turning up to places that you've never played before. I love going back to places like EP in Belfast for yeah. me where you know loads of people and you like you love the club and it's mint. But there's nothing better than like playing at home when you've just got like yeah. so many like pals and extended pals and like you don't have to travel too far and like you know and there's like after parties where you know everyone and then the next morning when it's like when you've got to go home you're only like a 20 minute taxi journey away from your own bed. Um DJ, like, this is a... Go on. Is that worse than getting the train or fucking plane back from London Mate, or something? That's the thing is, though, now I'd give my left arm to be, like, travelling about this weekend, that. feeling minging, <laughs> sitting on a train Mate, at 7am. I'll, I'll, I'll do a week no sleep. <laughs> um, this one's, this question's a bit of a flip of the first question, which is, like, which DJ would you just fucking love to warm up for so like next next summer in Ibiza you're booked for like whatever Eden or fucking high or whatever and you get that email from your agent your manager and they're just like look 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 mate <clears throat> you're warming up for X and you just think oh that's unreal because I'm going to be able to play exactly what I want to play I'm not going to have to bend like to any kind of music of the club of the DJ anything I'm just going to be able to play exactly what I want to play and then as soon as like I unplug my headphones and they go on, I'm either going to be in the booth watching them losing my shit to what they're playing, or I'm going to be on the dance floor just going, letting absolute loose. Who's that name? And give me a couple if you want, but who's that name that you just go, oh, that's just going to be fucking awesome? Honestly, like, probably just someone who plays heavier than me, anyone. Like, anyone who's just absolutely rad, like fucking uh, Emilia Lenz or something. Like just someone who's absolutely ballistic, so I can play. So my peak will never be her start set. So like I think I think what you've I think what you've done there really well is like and I've never actually thought about this when I asked the question because most people just give a DJ. What you've done really well yeah. there is like deconstruct the answer, which is like, and you've totally nailed it because you've just explained what I would feel. And like, because I remember yeah. warming up for Ben Nicky at Digital and I was just like, yeah, this is class <laughs> because there's no fucking way that whatever I play, he's going to look at me and yeah. be like, that's a bit much, mate. <laughs> and it was like, I finished on like, like probably the hardest record, uh, record I've ever made, which is like called IOU. And uh, and Ben Nicky was like, mate, what the fuck's this? This is class. And I was like, oh, it's, it's IOU. I'll give you a copy. He was like, wicked. But I was like, as soon as, but as soon as his first record came on, I was like, that sounds like clouds. That sounds like cotton <laughs> sheets, like pathetic clouds. Um, right. But, you know, like you just need someone who's 
ten times harder than you, and then something like that. Like, don't get us wrong. I would, I could easily play in my set if I was headlining. What she plays, like, I'm yeah. not in, not in the way she does. I mean, like, that sounded bad. I mean, I could, I would also like to put their records in, but I can also play yeah. exactly what I want about playing that hard. Yeah, I mean. Oh, no, I think it was That's a great all. answer, mate. It was a great answer. Right, I'm going to try and like frame this in a way that like works um, for our conversation, which yeah. is, let's just say it was like the weekend before March lockdown, um, and it was like a, it was you know Patrick Toppin was playing digital. Like you said, it was kind of like the first place you came, your favorite place to play. Let's just say Patrick sort of introduced you, and you're doing like the last hour or something of the of the set. The question really is like, and then we sort of know that lockdown's coming, and we might not be in clubs for a year. What I want to know is like, what's your last record in that? It's like atmosphere because sometimes I frame it as like you know the, the famous Carl Cox last record at space thing, but this is just like you know you close the digital favorite place to play. You know you've got like a crowd there who love what you do and and you know like you're a hometown hero and like but you also know that this last record is the last record that people are going to hear on that fucking mighty sound system um, for like fuck knows a year whatever. What's the record? It's one of my unreleased records called. Ah! <laughs> How egotistical is that? <laughs> it's class, mate. I love it. <laughs> nah, it, I'll I'll send you it, right? It's absolutely <laughs> wicked. It's so good. It's like it's like it's just fucking. It's like violins and shit. Like we got like like an actual fucking player in to like for the, to the like the chords I wrote, and it's oh my god, it's like a beautiful song. Like it's not like absolutely like the drops not ballistic. I'll send it, mate. Right, wicked. Oh. I'm gonna ask you to um. So that, that we're done. Thanks so much for having this quick little catch up, mate. It's it's so yeah, wicked yeah. to see you smashing it over lockdown. It's so because yeah. you were on the verge of just having the fucking year of your life, and I'm sure that's going to come yeah. in 2021, mate. I've got absolute uh, no. no doubt about that. So I'm I'm so glad you're buzzing. I'm so glad you found this sound that you, you're vibing off, and I'm sure you're going to absolutely murder it next year. Now you can't pick an unreleased one for this one because I have to be able to put it like at the end of the podcast. So I want you to pick a song that I'm going to stick on the end of the audio version of this that people are going to hear as they play it out and i'll link it on the the youtube version so just introduce like the record it can be one of yours it can be something you heard yesterday it can be fucking firewire it can be whatever you want just i just need to be able to put it on the podcast so we're allowed to have it like you know like it's released or whatever or it can be a, a, a bootleg yours or whatever but i just need to it needs to be allowed to be like played or whatever ideally if it's on youtube as well but introduce the track tell people why they should listen to it and uh, and that's it mate so it's just like my favorite, like, is it got to be my favorite track or something? Or no, no, just track? anything you want. Like, just literally in this moment today, we are like middle of 20th of November. Just after our chat, mate, it doesn't have to be your favorite. It doesn't have to be anything. It could be something you heard yesterday. It could be one of your, like, tri- one of your releases on Trick. It can be absolutely anything you want. It's just something for people to listen to now. Should probably do the Trick release, but I'm not going to be a dick. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll probably, oh, God. Does it have to be dance music? No, it could be absolutely anything you want. I think Night Funk, or who was it put? Uh, I think it was Night Funk stuck uh, Fine Young Cannibals on, man. It was. It can be absolutely anything you want, mate. It's your fucking, it's your show, it's your spot. Uh, I might just pick one of my favourite songs then. Do it? Yeah. Yazoo only used my favourite song, but Yazoo um, Situation. Nice, mate. That's a wicked record. Buzzing. Right. right, well, it's been 
Awesome to speak to you, mate. So nice to have a catch up on an actual phone call and not just fucking Instagram DMs. Uh, all the yeah, best yeah. for like Christmas, New Year, and I'm sure I'll catch you in 2021, man. Wait, I made sound. Cheers, bye. Right, I'll, I'll see you later. Felix Leiter's in the house. The podcast about DJs, what they do, and who they are.